It's disturbing video, the last minutes of George Floyd's life, as witnesses desperately plead with cops to get off his neck. This is America. Radical left criminals, thugs, and others will not be allowed to set communities ablaze. This is America. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Look what I'm whipping up. This is America. Don't got you slipping up. Look how I'm living up. Police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. My area. I got the strap. I gotta carry him. This is America as we know it. I'm Ashley. And I'm Dylan. And for this week's episode, we had on Matt Barnes, the morning anchor of NBC4 Today. And he started a series called The Conversation on NBC4. And it kind of has the same concept as this podcast. So we wanted to get him on and see what was his motivations behind starting his series and also his perspective as a media member. And as a black man. To get started, I kind of wanted to see what your idea was behind that and how that got started yeah so what happened was it was you know four or five days after the george floyd incident had happened and it was two or three days into the kind of protests and riots that were happening in columbus and i was sitting there at home watching our tv coverage and other news coverage and i was just growing more frustrated by how the coverage had turned from you know, whether it's, you know, the fight toward police, for, uh, the fight against police brutality and um, maybe the racial injustices, and it turned into this march on or this fight against looting and rioting, things like that. And it was, the message was being lost. So I said, all right, this is the problem. We need to get back to the original messaging and just have everyone start talking again instead of yelling and uh, being angry. Let's just get back to having a conversation. So that's kind of how the whole thing got started. I saw specifically that you had a conversation with police officers the other day, and we saw the conversation, we heard the conversation, but I kind of want to know, after you reflected a bit, what did you get from your conversations with them? Well, I always thought it was a perspective that we hadn't heard yet. We've, we've heard from the chief, um, and, you know, he also, you know, he has a job to do in, you know, in terms of leading his police, but the mayor is also his boss. But we hadn't heard from just your rank-and-file police officers, especially those who are minority, who, you know, see that George Floyd incident maybe differently than others would. So yeah. um, the, t- the takeaway I got from it was just how conflicted uh, they can be in their job, which is, you know, they have to make those, you know, second-by-second decisions. Uh, but at the same time, they know racism is very much still alive in this country. Right. They're... They're hurt by the fact that, you know, they're a black cop and yet members of the black community here and elsewhere look at police police officers in a bad light. Uh, But, you know, a lot of people in the black community don't like police officers. So when they show up, they say, how can you be a part of them? And Mm -hmm. their argument is, well, the only way you can change things is by becoming, you know, sometimes becoming a part of it and being that change. So it was fascinating to to hear their perspective about how they're being viewed, uh, not just nationally, but specifically in the black community.
We were talking to Obi Stilwell the other day, former OSU football player, and he, you know, he said something interesting in that he had spoken to a police officer as well about the fact that basically racism is systemic in America as a whole. And so the police officer he spoke to kind of felt that police were being picked on and it made Obi think a little bit you know it sounds like you had that perspective too of you know hey they they have a side as well they're not heartless human beings um I think that's really interesting but I kind of want to know what your thoughts have been did you happen to go to any of the protests I went one day um about a weekend um and that was mainly because when you're talking about it on tv you sometimes feel detached from it because you haven't seen it in person, like our reporters have. So mm-hmm. I made it a point to go down there for an hour just to get the feel for the for how it you know how it was and hear the people talk, see the you know see the people that are out there, just to get a better idea of what exactly it was out there. So how tough is it for you? I mean, obviously you're on TV, you're you know a host of one of the more prominent morning shows in our city. How do you walk the line between your journalistic integrity and being a black man? Dude, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I'll just be honest. I can imagine. You know, the, the first week um, when all of this was kind of happening, there were moments where it was hard to just even get out of the car in the morning and walk into work because you knew what you were heading into to talk about all of this. Wow. And because of the pandemic, it's not like there were many outlets to turn away from it. Uh, everyone was talking about it. There were no sports to distract me. You know, all my favorite shows were showing reruns. It was it was just all the time, uh, whether I was at work or at home. So it was hard. But, you know, you, you have a job to do to just, you know, relay the information, try to say, you know, with, the, you know, the straight face and keep the emotion out of it. But internally, it was eating a lot of us up. Uh, I know one, one coworker has to literally walk away from the set because she started crying after doing five minutes of the story. Uh, oh, some of us left early just because it was overwhelming. Uh, I know I wasn't sleeping nearly as well. Um, so it, it was tough, but, you know, once, you know, the, the script is written. We, we know what to, you know, what we have to say and how we have to handle it, but it can be really hard. And it was for that first week or two. How do you feel about, you know, like on social media, people saying that you guys have a certain agenda or maybe trying to push a certain thing when it comes to racial relations or the pandemic or anything that's really going on right now? Well, yeah, it, it's annoying, um, to be, and it, it's scary, too, because just because you don't like the facts that are being told you doesn't mean they're fake, um, and that's kind of where social media is taking things now, is simply, well, they must feel this way because of that. The only people who really know what I believe and how I feel about things are mainly my friends and family who are really close to me. Just because of what I read on television, um, and again, facts, uh, doesn't necessarily mean I believe this or that, and uh, it, it it can be really frustrating. And you know, social media is bad because it's easy to spout off and say whatever you want about an issue, but then if that person were right next to me and talking to me, we'd have a legit conversation. We probably would be able to dispel a lot of these myths and rumors about what's going on. But people aren't willing to take that opportunity to do that and again it goes back to the whole conversation piece of it a lot of us are so quick to put up a 140 character opinion on something and you know and be angry about something but not actually discuss the issue with someone who may think differently or have better perspective about something so 
yeah, it's frustrating, but, you know, you get in this business, you know it's going to happen. And the way social media has blown up, it just happens even more. Exactly. And so what advice would you give to people who are getting a lot of their news from social media and um, people who that's where they find anything out? What advice would you give to people who seek out the truth? Yeah, I mean, I always say, first off, what I always like to do, and I think everyone should, is, you know, a lot of people, we all follow the people we want to follow, the people that believe the same thing we do, have the same opinions and political beliefs we do. It, I think it's always important to always follow people from another side, another belief. Yeah. You get you get more of a well-rounded way of what the world is um, and what everyone is thinking. Uh, two, there are just reputable news organizations and sources to go to. I mean, anything that feels sketchy, it, it, probably, it probably is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, if it's anything re- revolving around like a medical thing, if the person's not a doctor, you probably shouldn't believe them. Uh, let's just be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's a political thing, you know, make sure they're, a, you know, a legit journalist at, at a fair news organization that normally doesn't have a leaning before you take in that thought they may have about Donald Trump or Joe Biden. It's just it's being smart about where you get your news, making sure you get a wide range of it, not just from one angle. Um, and then again, getting off of just the quick blurbs you see on Facebook and Twitter. You know, you know how many people always just like to read a headline but refuse to read the story. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those deals. Read the actual story and then talk to you because there are going to be four or five different perspectives. The headline is there just to get you to click on it. Yeah. Not right. just, but everyone just reads the headline, reacts, and that's it. I want to wrap things up by kind of asking, how do you think about it when people say that this is a political issue rather than a, a justice issue, racism in America? It's weird. I mean, because it, it, it shouldn't be. I mean, just because, you know— Yes, I get a majority of black people tend to be Democratic voters. It doesn't make this a political issue. Right. You know, it, this would be the same issue if it was, I think the tables were turned. If I saw a, a group that was unjustly being uh, vilified or victimized, I would want to fight for them too. You know, whether it's LGBT, whether it's a racial thing, whether it's a religious thing, whatever it is. So it is frustrating because it shouldn't be. And I mean, we see, I'm seeing commercials now, you know, political commercials or digital ads where they keep trying to politicize it. And as, you know, as a black man, I'm just thinking, I just want to be heard. I just want to be uh, felt as equal as uh, someone who has a different pigment than me. We're all born this way. We're all as American as everyone else. You know, I was born mm-hmm. in Columbus, Ohio, two days before my best friend who's white. Okay. And that doesn't, you know, it shouldn't matter. Uh, but sadly, it does for some people who just have a different belief. So, no, it shouldn't be a political issue. We should all agree on that, you know, there are, there are injustices, being able to call that out, uh, being able to be able and willing to make changes. Um, you know, the different ways to go about that, that part can be political, but we can't argue the fact that it exists uh, and that people are hurting. And so that, that's my biggest issue. As long as we can all come together and just listen to each other and then find the way to come to an understanding about it, the best way to make change, I think the whole world, and especially this country, will be in a better place.
So I think it's super interesting how Matt kind of outlined his experience as a black man in media. He has to walk that fine line between, you know, doing his job and expressing his opinions as a black man. And I feel like that was part of his motivation behind starting the series. And he said as much where he thought the agenda was getting politicized and he wanted to kind of, you know, take it back to square one and show people the reasons why people are protesting and trying to fight for social justice in this country. I like what he said about being able to seek out news that is the truth, because that's a big problem in a lot of what we see on social media and sometimes in media, depending on what media, you know, we're seeing things that we don't know if they're true or not. And I think it's important to always seek out the truth. And like he said, have those conversations with people with other perspectives than you. Yeah, I think it's important to seek out the truth and also seek out different perspectives like you just said and I feel like having him on was kind of the perfect marriage because that's what we're trying to do here and that's what he's trying to do with this series and I'm glad he came on and talked to us so you can find Matt's series The Conversation on NBC4 or you can go to their website which is NBC4i.com and you can find us on Facebook and wherever else you get your podcasts thanks so much for listening I'm Ashley and I'm Dylan and this is America as we know it this is America don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry 